the Liquor Room Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. Let's start this episode off with the latest news out of, I don't know, I don't want to say the NBA because it's not really out of the NBA, but I guess the latest update on whether we're going to get basketball. Well, that's not even that. <laughs> the latest news. Let's, let's start with the latest news. So, latest news is that the California governor stated that pro sports may begin without fans starting the first week of June. So, that looks like our Lakers may be able to ramp it back up the first week of June without fans. Now, let me go back and just say that the NBA did allow for um, franchises to open up their practice facilities. The Lakers actually opened theirs up on last Saturday. I don't know how many players went in it, how many, um, you know, trainings they did or what what the actual details were of that day, like Brown went there, AD. And I'm not sure of that, but I do know that they did open it back up. I do know that there's a limited amount of people. I do know that there's no coaches allowed. I did see a post with Quinn Cook being there. I didn't look too deep into it. Like, I honestly didn't go, like, trying to search for shit to see who's there. I didn't do that. I just seen that they opened it up and was like, I bet. I really probably won't go crazy to, or looking into it until the whole team could practice. Because, I mean, one or two people just getting in shape. I mean, that's whatever. It's not, it's nothing, nothing crazy. So, I didn't pay money to that, but I was happy to see that we are getting some movement. We continue to get some movement should I say, um, towards opening back up and towards um, getting this shit back on the road and, and going on our quest for number 17 because y'all already know what it is. So, yes, the California governor is saying that June, the first week in June, pro sports may resume. So that's a good thing for us. I don't know what that looks like, honestly, because now I'm wondering, they have opened back up the practice facilities and then we kind of have a uh, um, an angle, a direction on getting you know the actual season back if that's when the NBA wants to start like we don't know we don't know when they're going to start you know ramping things back up but we don't actually know like when the whole team is going to be able to practice again and start you know working towards coming back as a whole so I think it's still a lot of stuff in the air it's still you know questions that I have and things that I wonder as well as well as you guys may wonder and, and question too so um let's just let's be patient and, and see what goes on. And we're getting s- slow progress. So s- slow and steady wins the race, right? It's a marathon. You know, this shit going to continue. R.I.P. my brother Nip. On today's episode, I want to talk about my favorite Lakers team. This episode was actually supposed to come out yesterday. Today is Monday. So it was supposed to come out yesterday. But yesterday, I was recording it, finished it, putting the music together, about to put it out. And it just shot it was shut down or something like I lost the whole damn episode so <laughs> that was bad in the end of itself because I've been recording for my other podcast unfiltered sentiments go ahead and head over there and check out that podcast with my co-host Tosh that launched today that's just a general podcast where we just talk in general um we say what you're thinking period that's you know go over there check that one out too once you finish with this podcast slide on over there you won't regret it so I was recording for that one and then I went ahead and said all right now I gotta do Laker Ram like I said keep my Laker Nation keep y'all up to up to date and on point and um I don't know what happened to my computer man it just I don't know it just I lost it maybe my computer got tired I don't know <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened. So I did, that ended up happen, happening. And then I had to build this bed frame for my bed. 
And I'm like, yo, I really don't have time to re-record, uh, edit it, and then put it out. So my apologies if you was waiting for the new episode to come out. Um, we had some technical difficulties. And now that that's over with, here I am giving you guys what I said I was going to give you a day late. And I mean, some of you may say a dollar short, but better late than never, right? So, yep, here we are. So let's get into this, my favorite Lakers team. Um, I want to start with, mm, I got three teams that I could say is my favorite Lakers team of all time. And all three of them, well, two of them won a championship. And that is, and then I can't say this is, this is an era. The Kobe and Shaq era is one of my favorites, of course. And then the 09-10 Lakers. And then I could say 2008 Lakers, too. Um, so maybe from 08 to 2010, that was like my favorite Lakers team. And then the 2000, 2001-2002 Shaq and Kobe era. So let's start. Let's do it that way. I'm going to go Shaq and Kobe, 2010, and then my uh, last favorite team. So, um, the thing about with the Shaq and Kobe era is this. I feel like, for me, with the Shaq and Kobe era, that is where my love for the Lakers really, really grew. Now, I wasn't able to comprehend and study the game like I do now, right? I wasn't able to be like, oh, yes, like I wasn't able to understand it, right? But that was the era, this was the team that made me say, yo, I love the game of hoops. Just watching them play and how dominant Kobe and Shaq was, to me, couldn't nobody fuck with Kobe and Shaq. Like, to me, they're the best one-two punch, period. They're the best one-two punch. Um, I don't see it being Jordan and Pippen. I don't see it being um, KD and, and who else, Steph. I don't see it being LeBron and D-Wade. Nah, I think it is the most dominant, the best one-two punch had to be Kobe and Shaq. Again, that's just my opinion. We can agree to disagree. The 2000, you know, those Lakers of Kobe-Shaq era was just, it was just so dominant. Kobe was, you know, doing his thing. Shaq was doing his thing. I was a young kid, you know, just really starting to, to watch the game. Like, I've always been a Lakers fan, and I've always seen clips and bits and pieces of it. And then growing up, my family worked at the Staples, so I would always get, like, little stuff that come from the Staples. And, like, the Lakers, all that stuff was always a part of my family. Like, it was always something I had something to do with the Lakers going on. So around that era, when it was when they three-peated, I wasn't watching it every day, right? I wasn't watching I was a young kid. And I can't sit here and tell you every game. I can't sit here, critique and break down every game like I probably can do today in the game today. Um, but I think that's when my love for the Lakers grew even more. And I think, I don't want to say that's where it started. It, I mean, it could have been that's where it started at because I, that's when I was like, okay. Again, I was a young, young kid, and I just knew I liked this team. You know, I knew I liked this team. I knew – um obviously knew what Kobe and Shaq did. I had a AC Green Beanie Bear. Yeah, I just, just love the team, man. So they were just so dominant. Couldn't nobody fuck with them. Three-peated. Just, just, man, it was spectacular, man. Um, Then I want to go on and say, and the reason why I'm moving on so fast from that era is because, I again, I can't sit down and really go in – deep detail because like I said I didn't well I don't look at I didn't look at the game 
then obviously as I do now. Now I look at the game totally different. So I'm a student, more of a student of the game. There it was just I was a young young kid and just now like getting introduced to this team and introduced damn, I'm not like I said, I don't want to say introduced. I'm trying to use the right words. I was just figuring it out. Let's say that much. I was just starting to figure it I'll figure it all out. So um moving forward so then the 2008 Lakers, um, when we lost to Boston, and Boston fucked us up. Kobe was pissed. I knew he was going to come back with revenge. I knew that he was going to, yeah, he was going to come back and get him. You could just tell, man, just the way they lost. And it was like to Boston. All Laker fans, we don't like to lose to Boston, man. If it's by one point, by two points, by 10 points, by 15 points, we do not like to lose to Boston like that is our true rival like it's really a true rival we don't fuck with Boston like that at all so to lose to Boston then to lose the way they lost to Boston it was like you knew that that left a bad taste in especially Kobe's mouth you know with being the competitor that he is and they don't call him a black mama for no reason so y'all knew he was going to come back and strike. That was, that right there, I was like, oh, yeah, this is about to set up. This shit is about to set up for a showdown. So then we go, we move on to the, to the 2009 and 2010 Lakers, and then you got Kobe, you got Powell, you got Bynum, you got Elo, you got Sasha Vujicic, you got Jordan Farmar, and you got Shannon Brown. You know, you got all these players. And the way that they played, they played like they had – that one goal in mind, they wanted to strike. They wanted to get that bad taste out their mouth. They was going at Kobe's speed. Like, Kobe set the bar up, right? Kobe set the bar like, yo, motherfuckers, we got to get Boston back. And I feel like the team fell in line. Like, they knew what was at hand. They knew the goal. They knew what needed to be done. They played like that. They they just, you know, played with such a, such focus and then the fact that they were so athletic, man. We've seen so many Shannon Brown dunks. And we've seen Lamar Odom run from coast to coast, set his man up. Lamar Odom, man. Man, Lamar Odom. That that dude's one of my favorite Lakers, man. He he such a complete basketball player. He could to me, he was a point for he could run a lane. He could he could shoot. He could set his man up. He could dunk. You know, he read he read basketball so well. He was such a complete basketball player and such a pleasure to have on the Lakers. I don't know what happened to him when it went to the Clippers and Dallas. That yeah, that that wasn't the LO we know. Um, so that team, the 2009-2010-8, they was a fun team to watch, man. It was a fun team to watch because they just were so focused, so locked in, so athletic. And it was like, man, this is this is what I this is what I want to see. And it wasn't like a Showtime Lakers team, you know how people be like, oh, you are gonna bring Showtime back? That that wasn't the vibe for them. They they had a whole nother thing going on um, with that 2009 2010 Lakers, and I enjoyed it very much. So my last team, my last Laker team, I like my favorite is this current Lakers team. That is because this team right here has so much chemistry. The chemistry on this team is something that I haven't seen on a Lakers team in a while. I think the last time we probably seen some chemistry like that for me was the 2009-2010, but this chemistry is even better in my opinion. Everybody has a chip on their shoulder. Everybody has something that they seem that they may want to prove. So 
this is my opinion. Like I said, I'm not saying that this is true. I'm not saying that this is what they said. But I feel like they all have that chip where they like, yo, for for example, LeBron. Yo, I'm not ready to give up the crown yet to Giannis or or uh, Kawhi or Steph or whoever y'all talking about. This is still my league. So, LeBron is going to play and, and make sure y'all know this is still his league. You know what I'm saying? So, same thing. And you got AD where people say, you know, yeah, he's great, but he can't take a team to that next level. All right? He is great. He hasn't took the team to the next level um, he was on a losing team in not the greatest situation. So now we're trying to see what can he do in a winning situation. And he stepped up, man. There's a lot of games where we needed AD to step up to win the game, and he has. He's been that difference maker. So, you know, AD got things to prove too because people want to talk about how injury-prone he is, right? So, you know, that's something he may want to address and shut that shit down, calling him soft and all this. But he wants to address that, show how dominant he is. He's one of the best bigs in the league, if not the best big in the league. You know, um, then you go with Dwight and his redemption, his redemption season where people was writing him off. You know, he was washed up at one point and shit, some of the Laker Nation didn't even want him. And I probably, I honestly, I ain't even going to say probably, I didn't. I was like, I don't know about that Dwight shit. But I had a feeling they was going to grab him. But I just wasn't sure because how he left L.A. and how he bounced around. I was like, I don't know how he's going to fit. So he proved me wrong, and I'm pretty sure he proved a lot of other people wrong. And that's something to think that he probably is working to do to show that he still got it. He's still a, a good, a good player and a good center to have on your team. And then you can go to Alex Caruso, right? Alex Caruso wants to show that he is worthy of an NBA contract, right? He's the Caruso now. We love him. The fans love him. He was great when he first was in summer league, and I was like, oh, this kid's nice. And who else am I missing, y'all, that may have something that they want to play for or something that, or some storyline or some trip that they need to shut down? You can even go to uh, Deion Waiters may want to show that he's still that's the score that he is and he's not going to be a locker room distraction. And he's still going to play his part, and he will be a positive to a team and I feel like we can go and move on and say uh let me think let me think let me think we can go and say uh well I don't want to say JaVale because JaVale is you know JaVale we already know what JaVale brings to the table people already know what he brought to the table he turned his whole he turned his whole reputation around already in my opinion um Sucks that we didn't have Boogie because I know Boogie had a lot. Boogie had a lot that he wanted to shut down. And like I said, those are the ones that I'm thinking, oh, let me come back. Avery Bradley. Everybody was trying to say how Avery Bradley, not everybody, but some people was trying to say that Avery Bradley was washed up and he couldn't defend. And I'm sure he wants to show and has shown that he can still defend. He can still lock you up if need be. And he and he's been shooting the, the ball very well, the three-point shot. So, you know, he didn't shut some people down, too. This team has a cohesiveness. They have this chip on their shoulder. And then it seems to be like they're the underdog. Coming into the season, we were like the underdog in in a, in a way. Because everybody was writing us off, really. Saying the Clippers and um, saying the Bucks and all these other teams. And they wasn't ready to give the Lakers the credit that they deserve. Because they didn't, they didn't see, you know, um... But now, I mean, I don't think – I haven't seen many people flip the script on them. I think people still like, oh, yeah, that's cool. They're number one, but – but it's always that but. And that's something that I hope that by the end of this season, 
we can you, we can cut that off. We can cut that out. I don't want an asterisk next to if we win a championship or any team win a championship. It shouldn't be one next to it. Fair is fair. If you won, you won. I understand COVID. This is a unique situation, and it may affect. It has affect many many people. Affect the NBA and affect you know all kind of businesses. But you still got to get out there and play at the end of the day, and that's what they did. And if the team, the best team wins, the best team wins. There shouldn't be nothing next to it. They just won fair and square. I may be missing some people who I think may have a story or, you know, a chip that they trying to shake off. You know, I could be missing and skipping over Markeith Morris because a lot of people got a lot of stuff to say about him. And he probably wants to show that he's, you know, he's a good player too. Danny Green. One thing about Danny Green is that he, he, I've seen some comments about him being washed up. I think that I don't think he's washed up. I think that he's still, he was still trying to, I don't know, it almost felt like he was trying to find his shot still. He had it and it was just on and off. They all have their reasons, right? They all have their reasons as to why they want to play beside the championship. They got reasons, storylines that they need to shut down. This is why I like this current Lakers team. They are, the chemistry is crazy. They're truly happy for each other. Um, They're a very fun team to watch. And then let me just give you a recap. And then the 2008 to 10, the 2008 to the 2010 Lakers, I like them because they were very focused. They're a very athletic and very intelligent team. And then the 2000 to 2002 Shaq and Kobe era, just because how dominant they were, you know, that one-two punch, the team as a whole, everybody played their part for that in that in that time. So those are the teams that's my favorite Lakers teams of all time. I cannot go into Kareem and Magic era because that's before me. I wasn't even born when they was rocking, doing the Showtime Laker thing. And I don't watch that many highlights. I'm not going that far watching them. I, I watch them here and there. So, But they're obviously a good team too. Maybe one day I will go back and watch them. And maybe it can change my mind. Um, moving along, I was on Instagram the other day. And if you're listening, if this person is listening, I do not, I cannot remember who it was. If this is your post, shout out to you. Let me know. But I seen a post and they said, if Boogie came back fully healthy next season, would you sign Boogie or would you sign Dwight? And I seen the answer was that they would sign Boogie because they want someone else other than LeBron and AD to be able to uh, create offense. And I totally agree with them. 100%. I would want an extra threat because then it would be that much more potent and that much more harder to stop. But Boogie would have to come back healthy and then show that he could stay healthy if we would give up Dwight because that would suck. But I think we can do without Dwight. Being that we have JaVale, we got AD, and then Boogie's not a shot blocker, but you know, he he can do his thing too. Boogie would just add another dynamic to the team. And it's like, yo, okay, how, now how do you stop them? You know what I'm saying? I will probably do the same. I think our defense, our defense is probably going to drop off, yeah, without Dwight because he is another stellar, block, stellar blocker. And I don't know why I'm just <laughs> talking crazy like this. Maybe I don't know. Um, Anyways, so he's another stellar blocker. And with him and JaVale and Anthony Davis, we've seen some career block nights, and it's been fun to watch. But 
I would be I wouldn't be mad if we signed Boogie over him. But this is only if Boogie is one hundred percent healthy and can show that he has can stay healthy. I mean, you can't really show that because shit happens, right? Shit happens. You can't guarantee a fully healthy season, but he's had some terrible luck when it came to injuries and stuff like that. So I'm I'm with that post. I wish I could remember who it was and go back and see. But if you're listening to this podcast and this is your post, shout out to you. Thank you for that because that gave me something else that I wanted to bring up to Laker Nation. So Yo, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram at Laker underscore Realm Pod. Again, that's Laker underscore Realm Pod. And let me know. Answer that question. Would you rather have a fully healthy boogie or Dwight if once next season comes? You know, drop me, send me something in the comments. You know, text, text, what I'm talking about. Um, Send me a DM or something. I did post yesterday, so you can answer under there, whatever you want to do. Um, so let me know, man. I find myself on Instagram more so now than Twitter. Twitter's kind of, you know, slow. And I really only like being on there during the season because I can interact better with the fans. But catch me on Instagram more so now. I'll get to you there. And again, that's at Laker underscore Realm Pod. Again, at Laker underscore Realm Pod. Do not forget to give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes, follow me on Spotify. Give me some likes, give me something, you know, tell a friend about me. Let them know. Share this podcast cuz y'all know I'm just trying to grow and I can't do it without y'all. All right? Have a good one and I'm out. <laughs>